Shalom, and welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. Today I'd like to speak to you about helping others. To get to this, I'd like to describe to you my day. This morning I sat down to study about the tree of life. I wanted to do a podcast on the tree of life. And as I was studying in Revelation and in Jeremiah, I began to think about helping people around me. I was thinking about how my neighbor needs help. He works a lot of hours and he could use some help with his yard work. I was thinking about others in the area. We just moved and I could see various people that obviously could use some help and at first, I think was thinking my mind was wandering, and I tried to get back to my topic on the tree of life. Then I began to realize helping other people is part of the second commandment uh, of the two commandments, where Yeshua said, "You shall love Jehovah your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your s- strength. You shall love your neighbor as yourself." And the list in Romans helps is also listed as one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And in Psalms it says that we cry out to our Heavenly Father for help. And neighbors help each other, friends help each other, fathers help their families. And as I began to think about this and I began to think, well, maybe I need to do a podcast on helping others. And... That was this morning. Then this afternoon, I decided to go for a walk, a long walk, just to think this over. And I was maybe 10 minutes into my walk, and this car went past me, going the same direction I was. And I saw up ahead, he stopped, he pulled into a driveway, turned around, came back to where I was. He rolled his window down, said, do you need help? I saw you walking, just wondered if you needed a ride or something. So I took that as a display of this is what people and neighbors do for each other. This man saw me walking and stopped to help. Well, I walked for another two hours and I was getting near home again. And uh, my neighbor lady uh, was driving and she rolled her window down. And she realized who I was and that I didn't need help, but she began to speak about uh, Yeshua, and she actually shared a couple testimonies with me about her life that I hadn't heard before. And I was talking to her about uh, Yeshua and how he said, the spirit gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. We were having a nice conversation about the kingdom of Yeshua. And then all of a sudden she says, This morning, I took a young woman to work. She needed a ride to work, and then I asked her if she needed a ride home again. Uh, She she said, I might need to go pick her up. And this is what my neighbor lady, she said to me, I just love helping people like that. I don't want to give people handouts and just give them everything. She said, I don't think that's right. But someone like this lady, young lady, she's working, and I, I like... Help pe- helping people like that. She said, I want my life to be about helping others. So 
So two times on my walk, I was reminded of uh, not only our need and the need of others for help, but our call, our call to move in the spirit and help others, our call to love our neighbor, love those around us, and be a witness. And the other thing that I wanted to interject here was my neighbor, the one that stopped to talk to me. Uh, we were talking about how to how to witness to people. She had, she was telling me how, uh, at a job she had one time, that people just seemed to be drawn to her by the spirit that was in her. Uh, she didn't tell people they had to do this and had to do that. She didn't talk about judgment and the commandments and all of that. She just lived her life, and uh, people were drawn to her by the spirit that was in her. And I've had that same uh, experience uh, over the years, whether it's been in prison or you know prayer walking, other places. Uh, there's been times that where people were just drawn to me because of the spirit that's within me. And... I've shared a prophecy, I've shared a scripture, I've, I've been able to witness to people, give a testimony, and even at times lead people to faith in Yeshua. And these two things go together. And so just, just to kind of recap here, uh, we are called to love others by helping. It's one of the gifts of the Spirit, is helping others when they have a time of need. And we're to do this in the Spirit and in the power of the Spirit. And when we combine the two, then people are drawn not just to us, but the Spirit of Yeshua in us and ultimately to Yeshua. And I'll remind you what Yeshua said in John 16. He said, I will send you the Spirit of truth to guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority. As he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. And it says, the Spirit will bear, will bear witness unto me. So even the Spirit, the, the part of the Trinity that is fully God and fully Spirit, even he is drawing people to Yeshua. He's testifying of Yeshua. He's pointing to Yeshua. He's glorifying Yeshua. And so when we are, when people are drawn to us because of the Spirit that's in us, they're ultimately being drawn to Yeshua. And Yeshua said this in John 12. He said, Whoever receives the one whom I send receives me. And whoever receives me receives the Father who sent me. So we are sent ones. And when people receive us, they're receiving Yeshua. And Yeshua also said, Whoever gives a drink of cold water to a prophet or to one who believes in me is actually giving it to me. And so this is an important part. We're not walking in pride. And we're not prideful because people are drawn to us. They're drawn to the Spirit in us. So as we think about helping others, this can be a witness and a testimony. It can be a drawing to the Spirit. And as you think about this also, uh, think about and pray for wisdom. Uh, because... No loving father, no true friend is going to give someone else everything they request, everything they want. Our Heavenly Father doesn't do that. No wise father or mother on the earth does that. No, you know, no wise person at all. Uh, when people are 
moving forward, when people are trying and taking the responsibility for themselves, we need help. We need help at various times. And when we help people like that, we're actually helping them to move forward. And the other aspect is we can be we can help people to remain codependent upon us if we're just giving them everything they they want all the time. They don't grow, they don't learn, they're not delivered from the place where they are. So we we really need to seek and pursue wisdom on who to help and how to help. But I believe this. I believe if we are if we have a heart to do it, if we are truly seeking Yeshua, he'll bring people across our path. And when you need help, he will bring people to you. So one of the experiences that my wife Laura and I have recently gone through, uh, my mother, uh, Jean, lived with us uh, from March of 2020 to, oh, sorry, March of 2021 uh, until April of 2022. And my mom got to a place in her life where she just was not able to live alone anymore. And many of you have experienced this, and you understand. Uh, as our parents and grandparents get older, uh, they, they just can't live alone. They need help. My mom did not need to go into a nursing facility. She didn't need that type of help. But, uh, you know, with her checkbook and her getting around and just functioning on a daily basis. She needed our help. And we brought her to live with us. And in various ways, we were able to help my mom. Uh, we were able to help her spiritually, for sure. Uh, we brought her into our home. We brought her into our family worship time. Uh, we brought her into our conversations. Uh, many times we were we would talk to mom about what we were thankful for, and we, we would encourage her to share that with us, what she was thankful for. We talked to her about Yeshua, and we played music, and some of the hymns that she remembered from years and years ago she'd sing along to. Uh, so one of the ways to help people is to bring them into your life where there's this spiritual life that's in you, this anointing that's in you, this spiritual environment. And then just the physical day-to-day -day needs of helping mom cook and uh, take care of herself. And, but, but the third thing, you know, I think about with mom where she needed help is she was living alone. And uh, it would wear on her emotions at times. And there was developing in her a lot of anxiety just from being alone. And we saw that almost immediately that her anxiety went away when she was with us. Someone was there. Someone was there for her to look to and talk to and, and be with. And I know that that was a significant help for her. Now, you know, taking care of someone like this, and if you've done that, it's hard. It was difficult. I'm sure that we made mistakes. I'm not saying that we did a perfect job. But I am just saying that Father brought us to this place where we saw a need with my mom and we, we, were, we were able to help her. Now, 
The other thing that I think about here is Yeshua told a parable. He told a parable, and we call it the parable of the Good Samaritan. And the beginning of the parable is there was a man who was going from Jerusalem uh, to Jericho and on that certain road, and he fell among thieves, and they beat him, and they stripped him naked, and they took everything he had, and they left him on the side of the road for dead. And in the parable, Yeshua says, a priest came along and saw the man, and he went, walked by on the other side. And then a Levite came along, and he saw the man, and he walked by on the, on the other side. And it's significant that Yeshua uses the example of a priest and a Levite. These were the religious leaders of the day. These were the men who were educated in the Torah and in the scriptures. These were not men that didn't know the scriptures. These were men that uh, were actually teachers of the scriptures. And so they did know what the word said about loving your neighbor as yourself and, and helping others. And yet they, they chose not to uh, for whatever reason. And then the parable continues and Yeshua says that a Samaritan uh, was passing by. He saw the man. Now Samaritans were considered unclean by the Jews, a half-breed. And it says in the scriptures that Jews has, have nothing to do with Samaritans. And the man who fell among thieves was a Jewish man. And so there, here is a Samaritan who has you know, been in a situation his whole life where Jews and Samaritans don't deal with each other. And he's the one who stopped. He bound up the man's wounds. He clothed him. He put him on his own horse. He took him to the nearest inn. And he paid for the man at the inn to take care of the man who had fallen among thieves. And he told the innkeeper, if you spend more than this taking care of him, the next time I come back through here, I'll pay you and make up the difference. And Yeshua, at the end of that, he says, who, which one of these men was a neighbor to the man who fell among thieves? And the people around answered, the one who helped him. So obviously this is something that's important to our Savior. And as I think about it, you know, it says in Acts 10, Yehovah anointed Yeshua of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, because Elohim was with him. So there are many ways to help people. And we see Yeshua with the ultimate help. He healing the sick. He's casting out demons. He's cleansing lepers. Uh, he's meeting the physical and emotional needs of people in a very powerful way. And I believe as we mature, as we grow in grace, as we grow in humility, as we grow in authority in the kingdom, we can help people in that way too. And I just want to give you an example of this. Uh, it's not always just helping with physical needs. It can be helping in other ways. And I remember in our Carex ministry, which is a prison ministry, uh, I was doing one-on-one -on -one counseling with a man named Joe, 
and in prison. He was an inmate. And he said to me, he, he said, you know, I've read the Bible several times all the way through. And he said, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I, I don't I don't think I believe it. And I, I, actually, I think part of the conversation, he says, I don't believe it. And the spirit came up with within me, and, and I just asked Joe, would you like to believe? I said, faith is a gift. According to Ephesians 2, faith is a gift and other scriptures. I just asked him simply, would you like to believe? He said, yes, I would. I, I don't believe. I, I would like to believe. And so I explained to him a little about, about what faith is. And out of Hebrews 11, faith is the substance of things hoped for, it's the evidence of things not seen. And you know what Yeshua said in Mark 11, have faith in God, have faith in Elohim. And I think I quoted some other scriptures about faith. And I said, ultimately, Joe, faith is a gift from God. And I'm going to pray with you. And we're going to ask our Heavenly Father to give you faith. And so we did. And uh, the next day, uh, first thing when we got back into the prison the next morning, there was Joe and he had the testimony for me. The first thing he said is, I think I got my spark of faith. And it was interesting to me because I hadn't mentioned to him about the spark of faith, but he he took it in that way that he got his spark of faith. And then later in the Carrick's weekend when he was able to give a testimony in front of uh, the whole group there, uh, he, he mentioned there, he said, what I got here on this weekend is I got a spark of faith. And then he he went on to say that his he had greater hope for his future because he had received something. And, you know, I just tell you that testimony to glorify Jehovah uh, again. Number one, uh, Father was able to put me in a situation with Joe. He brought us together. Um, and a lot has to happen for us to go into these prison weekends with Carex. Uh, Father arranged that. And then... Number two, as Joe's explaining this to me, the Spirit brings to my mind, uh, just tell him faith is a gift and he, he can ask for the gift. Uh, some of the best counseling I've ever done doesn't come from me. It comes from the Spirit, who is the counselor. And then third, you know, Father answered our prayer that Joe and I agreed in prayer and Father answered you know, within a 24-hour within a period. That is helping people. And I mean, if you think back through your own life, I'm sure that you've had opportunities to help people. I'm just sharing with you today to remind you, you know, in America, where we are in 2022, uh, and things that are happening, there are, there are enemies to the spiritual gift of helps. There are enemies to us reaching out uh, to people around us. One is busyness. Uh, another one is there can be fear with with a with the, with coronavirus or you know other things that are happening, uh, the violence that is happening. And there can be fear. Uh, 
there can be, you know, we can be thinking, you know, as everything else gets more expensive, well, it's too expensive to help people. Um, or we can think, well, I don't really want to bother them. Uh, just various issues that can hinder our reaching out to help other people. And so I, I would encourage you to, you know, pray about this again and don't miss the opportunities. And this is like a lot of things in life and my own experience. If, if we're open and we're willing and we make ourselves available, you know, the Holy Spirit will bring people to us. He'll open doors for us. He'll make things available to us and situations and people available to us. Uh, the last testimony I want to share with you is has deals with this idea of finances and you know trusting in Jehovah, trusting in his provision, uh, trusting in him to provide all of our need according to his riches and glory in Messiah. And I've probably shared this in a podcast before, but this one stands out to me today. I was in a uh, Sunday morning uh, church meeting uh, several years ago, and uh, I heard the voice of the Father say that I was to put $20 into the offering plate. And I think I had $26 in my wallet at the time, and and that was going to buy my gas to get home. This church was four hours away from home. And so I, I kind of reasoned, you know, but Father, I, this is my gas money to get home. And I just felt this voice again say, put $20 in the offering plate. So I did. And right after church, the drummer... <laughs> The drummer comes walking right over to me, and he's got a $100 bill in his hands. You know, he said, you know, when we were up there doing music, I looked over and I saw you, and God told you, told me to give you this, so here you go. Uh, and that's one of the most dramatic experiences in my life, having to do with uh, money and putting your money at the disposal of your Heavenly Father. Uh, whether you have a little money or a lot of money, uh, I encourage you to put your finances in Father's hands and make them available to Him. Uh, you know, it's dramatic to me because I gave twenty and a hundred dollars came back to me within twenty minutes, and obviously I had more than enough to buy gas to get home, and buy a lot more gas. And I just tell you that to glorify Jehovah, and to remind you to listen to that voice that's in you and obey immediately. It's not wrong to reason. I mean, I wasn't saying no when I went back to God and said, but this is my gas money. I wasn't saying no. I was just reasoning it with him and, and going back to him. And he said again, put it in there. So uh, this, is, this glorifies him and it shows that we trust him. And it also demonstrates that if we have a desire to help people and it requires some of our finances, that he'll provide that. And it says this in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, And Elohim is able to make all grace to abound toward us, that we, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. And let me just close with that. Let me 
recite that scripture again and, and think about this. There's a sufficiency to meet our needs and there's an abundance for good works. And Elohim is able to make all grace abound toward us that we, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Shalom.